At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Saturday night live in Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook VSIN studio. It's Saturday, Sunday Bet Prep, and it is our NFL preview show for week seven. Matt Humans and Scott Spreitzer back again this week. And uh, Scott, things uh, going pretty smoothly for you in the NFL contest. Uh, so far, we're going to get hear your best bets later in the show. But through six weeks, you got to be really happy with the way things are going. Yeah, it's at twenty-two and eight in both contests, and it's one of those things where you know that seventy-five percent is probably going to be what it takes to win it, and uh, don't know if we're going to be able to hang on to that mark. Uh, but it's nice to be doing well so far. And you know, last week it could have gone bad. I mean, I've only had one losing week so far. Knock on wood. But last week I'm sitting there with Philadelphia, who almost blew it, needed some help there. Had the uh, Broncos, which could have lost on Monday night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you end up going three and two when you were this close to probably going one and four, to possibly going one and four. So we've been catching the breaks, which, which as you know, Matt, in these contests, because there's so many people in it, and the winner's going to hit better than 70% of their plays, man. You need the breaks to go your way. And so when it has been a close game, we've we've been able to get them to go our way so far. 22 and eight, great record. I, I went two and three last week, and I'm 21 and nine in the Westgate Super Contest, and 19 nine or 19 10 and one here in the Circuit Millions. You're uh, right there, also. Yep. Need to pick up the pace a little bit, like you said. It's okay to be in the top 20, but if you're going to win a contest like this, you are going to have to hit better than 70 oh, percent yeah. the rest of the way, which in the NFL is not easy. So let's see if we can find three or four winners on uh, this card this week out of five plays, anyway. And I'm going to start with the Chiefs 49ers game, the uh, headline game, Scott, of uh, Week 7. And it's got some added appeal now that the Niners have traded for Christian McCaffrey. They bring in a star running back from the Carolina Panthers. They deal four draft picks to get him. That basically is a message from uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan to the team saying, we believe we can win a Super Bowl, and we're going all in. I don't know how much of an impact Christian McCaffrey is going to have on Sunday's game in San Francisco, but over the course of the season, if he can stay healthy, he could be a major impact player. That's the thing is, I don't want to be like morbid or anything like that, but what's the <laughs> over-under on how many games he's going to play I know. the rest of this season? Yeah. An incredible talent, but always hurt. Uh, listen, he's going to be limited this week, they're saying at least. They're saying probably in the game during red zone times, red zone packages. Uh, I don't have a problem. I, you know, I, I played San Francisco before the news even came out, before we even found out that the trade happened. And mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson is a decent running back as far as being able to run the football. Uh, he doesn't have the receiving skills out of the backfield that a McCaffrey has. And then Debo, when he's in at running back, he can catch passes out of the backfield. But 
I, I think what he brings to this offense, which is a team that wants to run the ball as much as possible and have a short passing game with an occasional deep throw, if you watch his game film, his ability to cut extremely quick on his feet in the backfield when things have broken down, yeah. he's just amazing. He'll turn a one or two yard loss into a seven or eight yard gain. And so uh, you have to you have to play honest on defense when McCaffrey's in the backfield. You can't sell out, and I think that's what he brings to this mix. But uh, again, it's like one of those things where <laughs> this is going to sound strange, but in a sense, I hope he doesn't play too much because I handicap this in favor of San Francisco when McCaffrey wasn't even rumored to be going to San Francisco or it was just a rumor. And we certainly didn't think he'd be playing at all this week if he did get traded to San Francisco. But uh, again, in the long run, it's going to help this team out. We'll see if it does on Sunday, if he does give a uh, get out there for a play or two, especially in the red zone. I wouldn't mind him playing in the red zone tomorrow. I right. wouldn't mind that at all. I think that, would, that could help, but uh, I'm with you. We're on the same side here. We're both on the uh, 49ers in this game, and uh, the McCaffrey addition is not uh, even a small part of my handicap. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, I like the 49ers all week. When they added McCaffrey, I said, well, it'll be a bonus, you know, if he gets in there and makes a couple plays. And like you said, I'm hoping maybe he can make a difference in the red zone. Sure. Kyle Shanahan, you know, is going to get creative with uh, Christian McCaffrey. I expect him to play, I'm going to say, Scott, what, 10 to 20 plays at the most? I would say at the very most. He gets, yeah. you know, 15, 20 offensive plays. The defense, by the way, you know, I've, I've heard a couple of people early in the week talking about the defense wasn't too hot against Atlanta, and I couldn't disagree more. I mean, the defense was fine against Atlanta. They gave up less than 290 yards. I was, was going to say, did you look at the box yeah, score? I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm, I was watching, you know, of course, watching the NFL package, watching the games, all that kind of stuff, and it's 14-14 with about a minute to go in the third quarter, and San Francisco shot themselves in the foot, and it wasn't the defense that did it. So, you know, listen, they're number two in the NFL in yards per point, which is probably one of my top three metrics when it comes to handicap in the NFL. Uh, both of these teams are top five in yards per point overall. San Francisco, if you look at what they've done, Matt, I mean – they probably should be 5-1. and one. They should not have lost to Chicago or Denver. They screwed up against Atlanta, shot themselves in the foot over and over despite shutting down that Atlanta Falcons offense. They are starting to get a little bit healthier on the defensive side of the football. So, again, you know, we got the better of it in the contest. It was 2.5. Now it's mm -hmm. down to 1, 1.5 for the most part. The 49ers right now number two in the NFL in scoring defense, allowing 14.8 points per game. The Chiefs ranked 24th, 24.8 points per game. Uh, that's one big difference between the teams. The other is Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo. How much do you trust Jimmy G in a game like this? Uh, I, I tried not to. Um, I tried not to be too negative in my analysis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that way I would have talked myself right off the 49ers side. But you know what? When you watch Patrick Mahomes too, Scott, and his numbers, he he's tied for the league leading touchdown passes with 17, and he's got four picks. But if you've watched Chiefs games, doesn't it feel like he's got 10 picks? It does, man. He makes some crazy throws sometimes, and yet it always feels like he's maybe a little bit less, doing a little bit less than you think he is. Uh, but again, with Jimmy G and with, with Patrick Mahomes, that matchup, I, I did my best to stay away from trying to handicap who's going to be the better of the two yeah. in that particular game. But uh, listen, they don't have the serious deep threat. I know they still try to throw a deep once in a while, but I don't think you have to be as... I, I don't know. I guess you don't have to recognize it on defense and have to like try to deny like you maybe did in the past. So you sure. could do a few things. You could double other receivers and maybe favorite receivers of Patrick Mahomes this year, which you could in the past couple of years. I, I was looking at San Francisco's schedule right before I came down to see what it plays out the rest of the way. And after this, they're at the Rams, home against the Chargers, Mexico City against Arizona. They got a three-game stretch after that, all at home. New Orleans, Miami, Tampa Bay, then at Seattle, home Washington, at Las Vegas, and then home against Arizona. Those last four teams, those last four weeks they're playing, if if they're in the mix and they're looking for a, maybe not just a playoff spot, but maybe for best record, uh, it's a situation where they're going up against four teams who are probably going to be playing out the string mm -hmm. those last four weeks. And those obviously aren't guaranteed wins. A lot of times I like to play those teams against the spread, but the schedule plays out really well for San Francisco the rest of the way. And you know, I, I even sat there and thought a little bit. I know that numbers dropped. We could talk to couple of bookmakers later in the show, but I thought, man, you know, it might not be a bad idea to plunk a couple of, a couple of bucks on San Francisco uh, to win the NFC because the schedule is not daunting at all. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. What team has got the most value on the odds board? How about this from uh, DraftKings? Ben Fox of VSIN tweeted this. The Panthers, after the trade of uh, Christian McCaffrey to the Niners, we have a 49ers move from 18-1 to 16-1 to, to win the Super Bowl at DraftKings. Now, 
I noticed some other books, BetMGM, other books out there, made more of an adjustment, Scott. And you never want to overreact too much, especially to just a running back uh, deal. But uh, at 16-1, to I do think there's a little bit of value on the 49ers at this point. Right now, there are 10 teams in the NFL sitting with 3-3 and records. There's no doubt the Niners are the best of those 10 teams. And I think they've got the best defense in the NFL when healthy. Oh, absolutely. Bosa's started to get healthy. Several other defenders saw some practice this week and and have been upgraded to, you know, at least questionable if not expected to play. But we talked about it, like you mentioned, a couple of weeks ago, and I thought they were a potential play-on team as far as winning the Super Bowl or escaping the NFC this year. And it had all that to do with the defense and the schedule. And again, Mm -hmm. the schedule is not tough. The defense is only going to get healthier. They're already playing well for the most part, even when they're banged up. So, now, 16 to 1, I mean, I guess you never get true, true odds, but at 16 to 1, I think it's not uh, not a bad idea. Well, let's look at this. Who would you rather have? The Buccaneers at 9 to 1 or the Niners at 16 to 1? Absolutely, the there's 16 no, to 1. There's yep. no doubt about it. And uh, as far as this week's game goes, uh, the McCaffrey situation aside, the injury report news is more positive for a San Francisco team that's been really beat up. The Niners have played four of their first six games on the road. They've been a beat up team. Uh, Nick Boza, defensive end. Mm-hmm. He's going to be back. Left tackle Trent Williams looks like he's going to be back. Both practice this week. Also, right tackle Mike McGlinchey is expected right. to come back. And uh, Jimmy Ward in that defensive backfield. So you've got four starters. Plus, I saw two or three more guys who were out last week have a chance to come back. So the Niners are back home. They're finally getting healthy. I think this is going to be an energized team, too, after the McCaffrey deal. A little bit. These guys got to, uh, I think, be pumped up by what's happening. And Scott, let's be honest, the Chiefs have only shown their A game once, I think, yep. this season. Well, maybe twice. Once in the season opener at Arizona, and then in, the, in that game at Tampa Bay where they blew out the Bucks. But they've been kind of ragged on both sides of the ball in a majority of their games. And they should have lost to the Raiders on Monday Night Football. You're right. And I had the Chiefs last week, by the way, against Buffalo. Thought it was a good spot yeah. to back the KC Chiefs. And they didn't look like the KC Chiefs that we watched the last few years. And right. part of that has not been able to stretch defenses on a consistent manner. But... Uh, and again, uh, San Francisco, as far as I'm concerned, I'll take them over any other 3-3 three and three team at this point. I think Casey's got some issues. I, I, were you surprised at all that you didn't see more tickets? I'm not talking about sharp bets, but more tickets coming in on KC with people thinking, oh, I got Patrick Mahomes and I got the Chiefs coming off a loss at right. home. And I right. thought we would see more of a discrepancy between tickets and the money. Uh, before the McCaffrey announcement. So I was a little surprised you didn't see like a 65% ticket count on KC coming off that loss. Well, you know, I was surprised. I walked into a Las Vegas sports book about three days ago, and I got the Niners plus three. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice number. That obviously. number was sitting out there at a couple <laughs> different spots, and I went ahead and grabbed it, and the threes are gone now. Yeah. It's uh, Niners plus one is the number at uh, most spots, including DraftKings. And uh, also a lot of props up at DraftKings on this game. The headline game of Week 7, Patrick Mahomes, passing yards, 281.5. TVs, over 2.5 is uh, hmm. plus 150. Anyway, just mention under that. under 281.5 yeah, a little bit, but I, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play I'm it. I'm hoping the San Francisco defense steps up here. Scott and I each have a play on the Niners in the contest this week. Quick break. We come back. Dak Prescott is back. Let's break down Lions-Cowboys. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, welcome back. This segment of Sunday Bet Prep is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. They've helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone, everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com at ZYN.com. And warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Matt and Scott Sprites are back here on the uh, Sunday Bet Prep Show NFL Preview for Week 7. And uh, we just talked about the uh, headline game, which is the Chiefs at the 49ers. I think this is going to be a fascinating game in Dallas, too, because Dak Prescott's back for the first time since week one, Scott, what do you expect to see Dak in his comeback game against well, the, the Detroit defense? I, I played Detroit in this game, and I played him in the contest, and I really thought that if the, the number moved, it would go up to 7.5. Mm-hmm. I really did. That's one that one of those few that I didn't read right, and it came down, but I did get 7 in the contest with Detroit. Uh, I think you got to bring back Dak. There's no doubt about it in the starting role. I've heard some people, very few, but some people thinking, you know, don't disrupt the flow of the Dallas Cowboys and what they've done with Cooper Rush, but we talked about last week, and, and I think it was Nick Sirianni, uh, we were listening to his audio, and he had mentioned that they're starting to get more game film on, on Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned last week how his numbers, the previous two weeks, as opposed to his first two starts, his accuracy numbers had started to drop, and drop big time, like from 65% the first two starts to like 58% the last two starts, and played against Dallas and Cooper Rush and had the Eagles. They almost came back and beat us, but... He's now 43 of 81, 53%, three touchdowns and three picks in his last three games. Cooper Rush. You're not going to win in the NFL with a 53% passer. And so as more teams got to see more film on Cooper Rush, they found his weaknesses. They found what they could do, send uh, some extra defenders after him and make him create, and he doesn't have the wheels that Dak Prescott has. So Mm -hmm. I I think they're making the right move here as far as bringing Dak Prescott back. I don't think I'm shocking the world by thinking that. And as far as Detroit – you know, this team was losing close games early on. Then, of course, they got thumped when the bottom fell out against New England, 29 nothing, and then had the week off. But I think it's by low when it was seven mm-hmm. because everybody was talking about the Lions due to the HBO Hard Knock series this summer. And all of a sudden, everybody jumped ship because of the bad record. You lose to New England the way you did. But they had a couple of games in there that they could have won uh, that they ended up not winning. Plus, they're getting guys like Swift back. They're getting uh, – Eamon St. Brown back, Eamon right. Ross St. Brown back. And so those add to the mix too. But I really did at seven, at a full seven, I thought, man, I feel like I'm buying low here on Detroit. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, actually there was a couple books. Uh, I know the Westgate Superbook had the Lions out there plus seven and a half. Right. And uh, I knew that was not going to last, sure. you know, as soon as you saw that. And we're down to uh, six and a half right now at the uh, Circus Sportsbook. The Detroit offense averaging uh, – 28 points a game, number three in the NFL, Scott. That's even after being shut out right. at New England before the bye. Uh, do you think the bye is going to help the Lions going into Dallas? I do think the situational advantage is with Detroit here because the Cowboys are off that divisional loss at Philly. I, I think it helps them also because you're getting – not only – I just mentioned the two receivers, but John Reynolds is expected to be back this week also and be healthy. So you had a week to get healthy. You had a week to get over the shutout loss, and there are some good – NFL situations, systems, angles, whatever you want to call them, 
that kind of point to a team off a bye week that got shut out in their previous right. game, and that fits Detroit too. But yeah, I think it was the perfect timing for a bye week after how ugly that game was against the New England Patriots. And again, you know, that was the outlier. If you look at what Detroit's done this season, they had a couple of chances to win games that they ended up losing. Uh, the fear is, is that I'm not a big fan of their head coach or their coaching staff, and he had a week to tinker with things too, so that's a little <laughs> scary. Uh, but again, yeah. at, at plus seven, even at six and a half, I still like Detroit. Uh, they probably still would have made my contest card at six and a half. You know, you look at the head coaches here, we're talking about Dan Campbell and Mike McCarthy, and uh, not two of the sharpest guys in, in the National Football League. When you watched Monday night, and Mike McCarthy doesn't call plays. He really right. doesn't have any responsibility during the game. It was obvious he should have challenged a spot on yep. a first down when, and then went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, it, how, how dumb can you be <laughs> in terms of game management? And because of the record and because of the way Cooper Rush, that nice story he's, has played, he's avoided a lot of criticism yeah. this season. And I saw that the other night, and I'm like, thank you, Mike McCarthy. You just helped me out. I needed the Eagles. I think you had him too. <laughs> And uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's why you tend to try to go against Mike McCarthy in certain spots because he's going to come up and make a mistake somewhere along the line with decision-making that could cost his team some points. Right. And he did that particular game. And it's funny because it's 20 to nothing Eagles and Dallas gets a field goal right before the half. And I was like, eh, don't give these guys any momentum at all. It's the NFL. It's not college. You know, these things can turn on a dime. And then, of course, they get right back in it. And as you said, Philly had the great start. And then as they've done too much this season for comfort, all of a sudden that offense stops moving the football. Uh, but McCarthy blew it, man. And, and really not a lot of people have talked about that this week, uh, Matt, about Mike McCarthy blowing that call, not challenging, which would have been a first down. It's ridiculous. You can't make those mistakes. Exactly. You can't make those mistakes. And Mike McCarthy does it repeatedly. Uh, there's a host here at the network, Dave Ross, who's a, he's a Dallas Cowboys uh, cheerleader, mm -hmm. essentially. If you look through the Cowboys cheerleader ca uh, calendar, there's a photo of Dave Ross on page 15. No. <laughs> but Dave said, I was doing a show with him a couple weeks ago, and he said, nobody's going to want to give Big Mike credit, but Mike McCarthy's uh -oh. done a great job. Hey, McCarthy hasn't done squat, okay? He hasn't done anything. Now, the Cowboys, I think, have established a different identity that's been working because yes. they had to with Cooper Rush. They're not going to throw the ball downfield. They were running the ball, letting their defense do the work, and they found out they could win that way. How do you think things are going to look different when Dak comes back? Are they going to try to get more aggressive on offense in this first game? I think they should. I really do because of what Dak Prescott can do with his feet that Cooper Rush couldn't. Yeah. And it might prove to backfire on them. But the bottom line is, is like you said, what they did is they, they reduced the potential for the amount of, of plays that could be called throughout the game on offense, the different style of plays. So they, they shortened the playbook or, or thinned out the playbook. And then obviously they made things pretty, much, pretty fundamental to where Cooper Rush could game manage. Because like I said, I mean, the guy's a 53% passer his last three games. You don't want him out there doing too much or getting him in trouble with pass rushes. So what it did is it brought everybody around him. You know, they've all picked up their game. There was like that slack that always you see gets picked up sometimes for a game or two in pro sports, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, whatever. When a star goes out, it just lasted a little bit longer for Dallas. But I I think you gotta now you gotta switch things back and you gotta go with what fits Dak Prescott best, mm -hmm. and that's to open things up a little bit. Uh, he could probably come out there and do what Cooper Rush did, but I would want Dak Prescott to do more if I'm the Dallas coaching staff and the players around him. The one thing that worries me when a guy like Prescott comes back to your team, a guy that's been your starter for a few years, knows everything there is to know about the playbook of the team, is that do the people around, do the players around Dak Prescott, you know, kind of subconsciously let up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, they were playing right. just mistake-free football. Dak's back, a now we can relax. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not so much that even that you're thinking that. But, man, you're, you're so focused in on what you got to do with Cooper Rush as a quarterback <laughs> sure. yeah. that you just wonder if that creeps into the minds a little bit. I think it does. I think it does. Let's uh, hear from Kurt Warner on uh, NFL Network talking about the difference he expects to see in Dallas with Dak back at quarterback this week. When you've got your quarterback coming back and the guy that you believe can take you to the next level with the way your team's playing, the natural thing is, hey, let's throw a little more out there and let's ask our quarterback to do a little bit more and that will push us over the top. I'm a firm believer that if you found a formula that's working for you, stick with that formula, no matter who's behind center. And right now, they're playing really, really good defense. They're running the football extremely well. 
And Cooper Rush, up until this last game, wasn't turning the football over because they weren't asking him to throw the ball 40 times a game. So to me, you come into this thing, A, Dak is coming off of a thumb injury, and so you don't need to throw him back in there and ask him to do everything. But more importantly, it's just do what's gotten you to this point. Now, you are going to ask Dak to give you a little bit extra. In those key moments, can you make those big plays for us? This is the formula, MJ. Play good defense. Run the football and then ask Dak to just give you three or four of those special game-changing plays each and every week. And I think that's a great formula for the Dallas Cowboys to continue to win. Well, it's a good opponent for Dak to come back against. The Detroit Lions are last in the league in scoring defense. Scott allowing 34 points per game. It's tough to argue with with a guy like Kurt Warner because mm-hmm. the only thing he's done wrong in the last 25 years was putting his stamp on that movie that came out on Christmas Day last year. Other than that, he's been correct on everything. Uh, but as you know, I, I I agree and I don't agree. But I've never played the NFL, in the NFL, obviously. So I don't agree that you limit Dak Prescott and his skill set just because it's been working with Cooper Rush because it started to not work with Cooper Rush. Mentioning those stats again over the last couple of games, it started to seep a little bit. The fact that, you know, the difference between his skill level and what Dak Prescott can do. So I disagree a little bit as an analyst, as a football player. Kurt Warner's got me there. Yeah, the the total in this game is uh, 49. I think we're going to see both teams put up points here. Hopefully the uh, Lions put up points because you and I are taking this seven uh, with the Lions in the contest. But is this one of those games where uh, the Dallas defensive front is going to put too much pressure on Jared Goff, and this game could get away from the Lions. What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's my the, big concern. That's the scary part. Yeah. If you like Detroit, is that that offensive line? If they get behind and they have to throw the ball too much and they become unbalanced, then all of a sudden you're just playing right into what Dallas does well, which is that pass rush. And Jared uh, Jared Goff is not going to run away from too many potential sacks. No, he isn't. Uh, okay, let's uh, take a quick break here and come back with Vsin handicapper Will Hill. And his best bet. Stay tuned. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, big lineup on tonight's show. VSIN handicapper Will Hill on deck. We've also got Dwayne Colucci, the Rampart Sportsbook Manager, and uh, Chris Sanook, professional sports better from Las Vegas on tonight's show. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you have not subscribed yet, here's something to consider. VSIN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 to get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You get everything VSIN has to offer including all the 24-7 live shows and subscriber-only betting guides, including the College Basketball Guide, coming out in a few weeks. You also get VSense subscriber-only prep guides to the NHL, NBA, World Cup, and more. JBT did a great job on the NBA guide. It's the best bet in the game. $99 for VSense Pro now through the Super Bowl. VSense.com slash subscribe. All right. Let's go to our buddy Will Hill out on the East Coast where he's celebrating the Yankees' win tonight as they get back into the series against the Houston. Wait a minute, Scott. The Yankees lost 5 nothing. What happened? Oh Garrett gosh. Cole was on the mound. How'd the Yankees lose? And uh, what happened to the offense tonight, Will? Offense? What offense? They got two earned runs in game one, and they had Zippo in game two, and they followed it with Zippo in game three in terms of runs. So uh, if you do the math, three games, two earned runs, not going to cut it. Not that anyone is shocked. I mean, look, Houston's just a better organization from top to bottom. Uh, ownership, GM, manager, they're just, uh, Yankees have been outclassed here. And you'd like to think if you're the Yankees, if you're a Yankee fan, that this is going to prompt them. Like if George Steinbrenner were alive, he would be, you know, go out and, and hire the three best hitters, you know, assign the three best hitters, but it's just not how they operate anymore. It's all about luxury tax. And they'll say, hey, we came close. They'll blame the roof. They'll blame the dew point. They'll blame everything they can except themselves. <laughs> they were they were like what thirty five and thirty five over the last seventy games, you know, going mm-hmm. into like the second round of the playoffs or whatever. I mean, they've got a lot a lot of changes to make. I know they got banged up well throughout the course of the season. You know, they took some hits in the pitching rotation, obviously the bullpen, even some of the fielders. They they did suffer more than their share of injuries. But my gosh, you know, the other night I'm watching. I don't want to get too much into baseball here on an NFL show, but the other night I'm watching the game. And Framber Valdez kept getting behind 2-0. 
Five of the first six hitters he faced over two innings, 2-0. Mm -hmm. Every time he fires a fastball right over the middle of the plate, and the Yankees took the pitch. Yeah. And I'm like, where is the hitting coach? Where's Aaron Boone? Where are these professionals that are supposed to know, I got to get out ahead of, ahead of this and actually swing on a 2-0 pitch maybe. Maybe that might change things a little bit. Yeah, there's just too many dead spots in the lineup. You look at whoever plays shortstop, it was kind of Falaf all year. Donaldson's just a corpse. And they basically spent $50 million to bring him in. That was their big move. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, you know, you, you just go down, the catcher gives them no offense. Glaber Torres has done nothing. When Judge and Stanton don't hit the ball nine miles, when they don't hit the ball to the ballpark, it's just very hard for this team to score. It's, uh, it's a team that really, they don't just need one or two upgrades. They need a lot of upgrades. And Look, if I was Judge, I would leave because I think even if they sign him, they're going to use that as their big move and say, all right, we brought mm -hmm. Judge back. That's our move. They're not going to build around him and add extra pieces, which, look, if you're Judge, you need to come back to a team that has extra pieces. And this team is just, uh, I know they're in the ALCS. And you can say, hey, when, once you get this far, you're a break or two away. I guess that's true. But, you know, you watch them versus Houston. It doesn't look very close. No, it looks like they're going to get the broom. And by the way, if you call somebody yeah. a corpse, that's not a compliment. That's what he <laughs> just called Josh Donaldson. Okay, let's move to another New York team. And uh, the Giants, off to a hot start. Do you believe, are you taking the three against the Giants in Jacksonville? Well, as a two-part question, the first, the, the the answer to the first part is no. I don't really believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe they can make the playoffs. When you look, they're already five and one. They have games against the Jags, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Lions. Two games against Washington. Not impossible to get to 10 or 11 wins. I think that would put Dayball squarely in the mix for coach of the year. Maybe you have to worry about Sirianni going, you know, 15 and two, something like that. That could be a, an issue if you're looking at Dayball for coach of the year. But uh, I do believe him in this spot. I just don't know that the Jags are three points better than anybody. To me, I, I know this is sort of a boy. It looks like a trap when you have a five and one team getting points against a two and four team. But look, I just don't think you can make uh, Jacksonville's home field worth anything more than, I don't know, a point or so. Mm -hmm. To me, these are two pretty even teams. Home field's not worth two and a half, three. So I will take the points in what should be a close game. Colts at Tennessee, Will, and Colts get to two and a half at this one, total 41 and a half. And uh, I was kind of looking at playing the Colts here. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's expected back this week. Jonathan is his name, not Jonathan, by the way, in case you were wondering. Uh, but the loss to Tennessee kind of got the offense going and on the same page despite losing the game. They outgained Tenney by more than 120 yards, you know, and when you look at what Matt Ryan's done, all of a sudden we're seeing the Matt Ryan we kind of grew used to uh, when he's with the Atlanta Falcons, at least in his last game, 27 of 37, 350 plus through the year, couple of touchdowns, minus three turnover margin cost them the game. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Similar handicap to Giants and Jags, where I think these teams are pretty much dead even, and I just don't make two and a half points for home field. So I will look to bet the Colts here. I don't like betting plus two and a half until I absolutely have to, because who knows, maybe a three pops up. And you could look at it the other way and say, well, what if it goes to two? Well, so what if it goes to two? The difference between two and a half and two is minor. The difference between two and a half and three is all the difference in the world. So directionally here, I like the Colts plus the two and a half. I'm going to wait. Wait on I mean, earlier. I grabbed the three, so uh, I'm okay in terms of that. But if you haven't been anything yet, I would just recommend waiting as long as possible and hoping for a three to pop up. And here's another sort of, I think, um, you know, sort of tip where if it's around a key number and you don't quite like it, live betting is a great tool because at plus two and a half, let's just say you wait for the game to start. Tennessee gets the ball first and they get a couple first downs. You're probably going to get a, a plus three, mm -hmm. maybe in a plus three and a half in game. So uh, at plus two and a half, I do like the Colts directionally. It's just so much more beneficial to, to wait and hope for a three, but uh, all things being equal, I do like the plus two and a half. I just think these are dead even teams and pretty interesting. The Colts now after tomorrow, they're done with the Titans. They lost to them a week or two, a couple weeks ago. They're done with the Jags and they already played the Texans. So Five of their six division games will be completed by tomorrow, which is strange because they usually backload the division games right. for later in the season. Yeah, I think the uh, NFL did this on purpose because nobody cares about the AFC South. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the uh, Washington Commodores. They have a new quarterback this week, and uh, the Packers are struggling. Packling five and a half on the road when the week opened. Right now it's four and a half, Will. You're taking the points with Washington, right? Yeah, I have a hard time laying points, laying more than a field goal in any of these games. These teams are so even. It's such a parity-driven league, and I just think you, you look at Green Bay, it's really it's like a bottom five or ten roster being propped up by a top five quarterback. They are bad against the run, 32nd in DVOA against the run. And if you look, these teams played last year in week seven, and Green Bay won the game 24-10, to 10, but Washington completely dominated the stats. 
They outgained Green Bay by 130 yards. They outgained them by a half yard per play. They ran it for seven yards a carry. They ran for almost 200 yards. Uh, This was a game that was really dominated by Washington, and this is a a Green Bay team that's not as good as they were last year. Usually when a team loses its starting quarterback like Washington with Carson Wentz, you downgrade him, but I think Heineke is just as good, if not better. gives him more of a, a scrambling presence. doesn't sound like Wentz is the most popular guy in the locker room wherever he goes. Seems to be a reason he uh, gets shit from team to team here. So I like Washington plus the points. It's never pretty when you're taking this team. I mean, they're a disaster, but you give them a little more time to prep, having not played since last Thursday night. I look for a close game. To me, this is like a field goal game, and I like Washington. No Rashad Penny for the Seahawks, of course. He's out for the season with that broken leg, but Kenneth Walker's played well, Will. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I know Penny was gaining, you know, six, a little over six yards per pop, and it's hard to replace. But again, Walker's played well. The ground game was saving this team, helped them to that three and three mark, uh, while not putting too much pressure on Geno Smith's arm. And and I got to admit again, I was wrong about Geno. I thought he'd be gone by now, as far as a starting quarterback uh, before the season began. What are your thoughts on this particular game? And I guess you kind of said you're not into laying more than three points with any of these games we're talking about. So I guess we kind of know where you're going here. And that goes double for any game involving the Chargers. I just never trust the Chargers to cover a number. I mean, could they? Sure, it's the NFL, but. Uh, it does concern me that I'm sort of with everybody else here, but give me Seattle. I think they'll move the ball. Even if they're down 10 late, there's plenty of backdoor opportunity here for Seattle. JC Jackson hasn't played well for the Chargers. The Chargers just never seem to be equal to the sum of their parts. I mean, it just seems like they have talent all over the place, but you watch them Monday night. I mean, they were a disaster. They were lucky to get out of there with anything more than a tie. That was really an ugly performance. And it just seems like same old story with the Chargers. They're kind of a, a team of wasted talent. I don't trust the coach. You know, one week he's going for it, fourth down in his own territory. The next week he's conservative. He's sort of all over the map. Uh, it should be a close game. I'll take the Seahawks here. Yeah, you said it well. Okay, well, a lot of the thoughts I have about the Chargers as well. All right, we got one minute left for this game. Patriots-Bears uh, Monday night. And uh, you like the you like a low-scoring game here. Under 39-and-a-half, right? Yeah, under 39.5, you could probably talk me into just playing the Bears team total under 15.5. I mean, how are the Bears getting to 17 points? If there's one thing we know about Belichick, he loves one-dimensional teams. He yep. loves taking away your strengths. I could see him really putting the clamps on fields here and you know, a bad offensive line, a bad receiving group. You figure Belichick knows that, and he can be conservative on offense and just say, hey, if I get to 17 points, I can win this game, you know, 17-6. to six. So an under, a team total under for the Bears. I buy either one of those, so directionally here, under or team total here uh, in terms of the Bears, but should be an, an ugly low-scoring game as we've gotten some really ugly primetime games here between the Thursday nights and, and last week on Monday night. Uh, we got some ugly ones. Yeah, the Week 7 primetime games were not the best, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and Monday night, Bears at Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick in the defense. Uh, look pretty good right now. you got to think they're going to be too much for Justin Fields on Monday. Will Hill, follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. A great spot once again, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Sorry about the Yankees. All right. Good seeing you guys. Appreciate it. All right. We come back. Scott and I are going to talk about the Sunday and Monday night games. Stay tuned here on Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether you are a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get. And Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right, Matt and uh, Scott Sprites are back here on the uh, NFL preview show for week seven. And Scott, this week kicked off in the desert with the Arizona Cardinals stopping an eight-game home losing streak. And uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury were not hugging at the end of the game Thursday night. Uh, after they traded words, Kyler Murray does not seem to respect his coach. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, it's like he was coach of the team uh, in the second half of that game. And, and you know, he might be right. I mean, I think Kingsbury would be a really nice offensive coordinator, not so much about a head coach. And and uh, we saw Kyler having to keep things, keep things, I, I guess, uh, smooth, if you will, smoother than what they were going for Arizona on the sideline. But I, I watched that game a little bit. It was tough to watch because we had baseball, we had NHL, we had NBA full slate, you know, first full slate. Mm-hmm. But I was flipping it on once in a while. I wasn't involved in the game. And they got outgained by 170 yards in that game to Arizona. They got they gave up seven yards per play. They gained about five and a half yards per play themselves. And it was two pick sixes with about a minute or two to go in the first half. That really changed that game. The The good things that Arizona did is the offensive line, I thought, Pass blocked well for the majority of that game, and they did tend to open things up for Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did think the offensive line played well for the most part, but I think Kingsbury's just a matter of time. You know, it's a matter of time, and he's going to be no longer coaching on the Arizona sideline. And <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why he's there in the first place as a head coach, but you can't lose seven or eight games in a row on your home field. And, and it's not like their talent level is 30th or 31st or 29th in the NFL. Right. The talent level's not that bad. Uh, so anyway. Game ball goes to Kyler Murray, obviously, the two pick sixes, but the offensive line, I thought, did a good job in that one. That game flies over the total of 44. 42 to 34, Cardinals get to win. And uh, how about the uh, red rifle? Andy Dalton throws four TD passes, but three picks, one in the end zone and two pick sixes (laughs) in that game. The Saints are a mess right now. The Saints are really a mess. Dennis Allen doesn't look uh, like the guy either. I don't think he's the answer uh, for New Orleans. All right, let's go to uh, Sunday night, and Tua Tagovailoa is going to make his return at quarterback for the Dolphins, and it looks like Kenny Pickett's going to be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dolphins up to seven-and-a-half-point home favorites, and the Steelers off a big win last week. They knocked a bunch of Circus Survivor entries out by taking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What surprised me, Scott, is that Steelers secondary that was depleted held the Buccaneers without an offensive touchdown until the final five minutes of the game, and they won that one 20 to 18. Do you think Mike Tomlin's team will show some fight here in the dog roll again on Sunday night on South Beach? I think this is one of the few, I saw your contest plays, one of the few times this year where we've been on opposite sides of a game, and this one is it. I had the Steelers last week. It was the contest play. I yeah. wasn't all that confident on Saturday night sitting here in studio. It was kind of a rocking chair winner, right? It, it was. Yeah. It was never in doubt for the most part. But uh, and, and Tampa Bay had healthy receivers, which was kind of surprising that they weren't able to muster much on the offensive side of the football. I, I'm not shocked that this has gotten to seven and a half because I figured this is going to be one of those games where I got to hold my nose knowing that, uh, you know, 80% of the tickets or whatever were going to be on Miami in this spot with Tua coming back. I don't know if it's that 
uh, crazy as far as the amount of tickets are concerned. We can ask Dwayne coming up in a little bit, Dwayne Colucci, but Pittsburgh's metrics are horrible. Uh, They were in a good spot last week, talked about it on last week's show. The Dolphins, well, they've tried to hang on with a third-string quarterback for the most part of late, so getting Tua back on offense if he's able to uh, play this full game isn't going to hurt this team at all. It'll help this team, obviously. Uh, But as far as what's going to happen here, Miami faced one of the toughest schedules in the NFL, Matt, so far this Mm -hmm. season, and they've held their own for the most part. And I do believe going up against the Steelers' battered secondary, and again, the metrics that I don't like with this Pittsburgh team at all is going to cost the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Uh, The defense did play well. The offense was not good. They gained just 270 yards last week, but they didn't make a bunch of mistakes. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot. But now, playing down in Miami, two is back. I think the Dolphins bounce back. Seven was my limit, though, in the contest, and it is seven and a half now, mm-hmm. uh, but I only had to lay the seven. But I'm really interested. In, in, and by the way, I think Miami is not a bad teaser play. I think teasing them down to one and a half now, but to one earlier in the week, to the San Francisco 49ers, which you could have got up to eight and a half yeah. when they were getting two and a half, isn't a bad six-point teaser if you were able to get down on those numbers before they started to change. The uh, Miami offense is really uh, bogged down 16 points per game in the last three. Obviously, Tua has not been out there sure. except for part of one of those games. Do you think uh, the return of Tua is going to be uh, a quick fix for this offense? I think it will be. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was playing well. You know, he was playing well the first couple of games before he took the hard hit at midfield and and uh, was out for three games, as you mentioned, so they can get back to doing what they want to do with Tua out there. And maybe he can – you know, buy some time for the receivers with his feet and also escape some pressure. And again, if you're able to buy some time against Pittsburgh in their pass rush, you should be able to eat up that secondary, even though Tom Brady and the Buccaneers couldn't do it last week, thankfully. Uh, so again, it's it's a play at seven, seven and a half I would hold off. Um, it's a contest play. I do think Tua brings this team back a little bit more to the norm when it comes to their offensive attack. Yeah, this number went from uh, seven to seven and a half on uh, Friday morning. And... Uh... I think that sucked in some dog players on the Steelers. Sure. But like you said, the contest number is seven right. at the Circa and the Westgate if you're in one of the major contests. All right, let's look at the uh, Monday night game. We just talked about this with uh, Will Hill. But the uh, Bears go to Foxborough, and uh, they are eight-point dogs to the Patriots. I think if you're going to play the Pats here and, you, and you're a teaser player, you have to put the Pats on the teaser this week at minus two. <laughs> They're going to be a bunch of teasers. you got to think the Pats are going to be very, very popular on teasers this week. And Will Hill said he likes under 39 and a half. It's just kind of difficult, Scott, to picture. You could play under 40 out there, too, Mm -hmm. at DraftKings. It's it's kind of picture – it's hard to picture this being a higher-scoring game unless you have a couple of defensive scores, which is always a possibility here. That's the problem with – you know, a total that's relatively low is that you've got a couple of the quarterbacks who might throw a pick here and set up the other team in a short field situation. But I don't even know if the Bears can score with a short field situation in a consistent manner. But listen, this team is all about, you know, run the football, hope they don't turn it over, uh, hope their opponents shoot themselves in the foot. And if they can win, they win. But I mean, that's not much of a game plan. But Fields has completed less than 52% of his passes in four of his mm-hmm. six starts this season. And I'm not putting all the blame on Justin Fields. It's He's got nobody around him really to do much. And now he's got to face, as Will said earlier, Belichick, you know, against a guy like this who has no weaponry around him. That's pretty scary. I, I think the Patriots are going to be one of the most popular teaser plays of the week, along with the Miami Dolphins. And as far as what they did last week, Chicago, they actually, and I mean this relatively speaking, they gained a ton of yardage in that 12-7 yeah. loss. Uh-huh. They probably should have won that game, but they're poorly coached. They don't have the guys around Justin Fields to get things done, and so they didn't. They lose the game by five points to Washington of all teams. I, it's tough, man. I'm not laying eight with Miami. I'm excuse me with the New England Patriots, but I certainly will have them on a couple of teasers. I'm sure. Patriots have a top ten scoring defense and the Bears scoring 15.5 points right. per game. Uh, I want to follow up on something you said there because I agree, and not many people are talking about this, but I don't think there's been much of a difference in the coaching from the Bears last year to this year yeah. with Matt Nagy. This, this coaching staff, I think, has done a poor job. It's, it's almost like they're trying to sabotage <laughs> Justin Fields, make him look as bad as possible so they can switch to a new quarterback next year. The play calling, you get down to the five-yard line with a chance to win the game against Washington, you got to send Justin Fields out on Absolutely. four RPOs. Yep. Give him four chances to go out and win the game. They did one. one and, the, and the play calling is a mystery in general in the big picture. I think the Bears, uh, Matt Eberflus and his new coaching staff um, – have a lot to prove. Uh, they're they're an F grade so far. Yeah. And again, when you got Justin Fields, you got to roll the guy out more throughout the course of the game, not just 
inside the five, but especially in that situation, and they're not doing it. And again, he's, you know, because of the way they're coaching and game planning for Justin Fields, even though he doesn't have anybody around him, like you said, he's 52% or less in four of his last six starts. They're not giving him any chance to really excel with his skill set. And I don't know if they're trying to sabotage the kid, but it sure feels that way sometimes. The Patriots, uh, in the final 30 seconds here before we get to a pro tip, do you feel like the Patriots uh, are just as good with Bailey Zappi at quarterback as Mac Jones right Ooh, now? Boy, I mean, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah, You know, Zappi looks like he should be starting for about 10 teams in the NFL right now. I mean, you can almost name 10 teams. His numbers are a lot better than Mac Jones' numbers. He's so were. zoned in too right now, Matt. I uh-huh. mean, when you look at what he does, he completely understands what this offense is trying to do. And you don't see that so quick when it comes to a quarterback who's young in his career. I mean, he just doesn't have one thought that says, I'm not sure what I'm doing out here. Everything is exactly where it should be. The passes, the reads, the pre-snap reads, a uh, little bit of audibles. If he's actually making those audibles rather than over the uh, radio and the helmet, I mean, he's just doing everything right right now. Yeah, he is. And uh, I think Bill Belichick's going to stick with a hot hand. Hey, let's go to uh, a pro tip here in, uh, in relation to everything we're talking about in the NFL. When betting or making NFL contest plays, embrace some ugly dogs. You're going to have a card this week that you're not crazy about. You will need to make some uncomfortable decisions to be a successful NFL handicapper. It's always comfortable, but rarely wise to fill your card with favorites. Scott and I will follow up on that, talk about that a little bit more later in the show. But this is one of those ugly weeks in the NFL. Still, you can find some winners. Hour number two, we got Dwayne Colucci on deck. So stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The reigning and defending NBA Finals champions, the Golden State Warriors, enter the 2022-2023 regular season arguably better than they were a season ago. Yes, some guys depart. Gary Payton II is gone. Nemanja Belica is gone, as well as some depth guys as well. But when you depth guys as well, but when you depth guys as well, but when you depth guys as well. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.